Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello, hello, and welcome to Fearless Generations. I am Kelly Fox, and I am excited to continue the conversation on the 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight is week two of step 10, which is trust, my favorite. And tonight we're talking about let go of control. Now, I just heard some people suck in a deep breath, but control is a myth. And so letting go of it is a good thing. Um, So let me bring on my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I am doing great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, as always, I am happy that you are here with me as well. We have an awesome guest coach on with us tonight. I have been following her for a couple of years and excited to have her on the show. Please welcome Ann Carr. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited and honored to be on here with you. Yes, I'm excited to have you. So, Anne, please let our audience know what is it that you get to do and who is it that you get to serve? I get to inspire everyone that crosses my path. Uh, I love empowering people. Um, I love inspiring people. I get to work with amazing people uh, as a leader of my company, as a leader of a business. Um, I am here to just motivate and inspire everyone that crosses my path. Yes. And you do so. Mm. (laughs) Um, Which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show and Um, I get really excited when I see you at things that I'm also at. (laughs) And um, so talking about trust tonight, what is it that you think of when you think of trust? I feel like there's a lesson to be learned in everything that happens to us or every single event that happens to us. Um, It might not be the one that we're looking for. Um, but yeah. regardless of whether our version of it, the way our interpretation of whether we see it as positive or negative, I feel like it's something that is put there to help us grow, uh, get out of our comfort zone, and something that we need in that moment. So our, our actions towards that um, should be one of kind of receiving it, taking a look at it, Uh, taking Uh a step back, and then uh, kind of seeing the lesson in it, whether, like I said, whether it's our positive or or negative interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Not always easy to do, though. (laughs) It is. It's not. I think it's something that we can teach ourselves how to do. There's a really wonderful parable that I heard a long time ago, and, you know, probably a lot of people have heard it. There's a few different versions of it, but it's something that has, helped me move through those interpretations of it. And it's about um, a farmer who lost his horse. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's neighbors 
come over and they say, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's such a bad thing. I'm so sorry that that happened. And then the farmer says, you know, good or bad, hard to say. And then, you know, a few days later, the horse comes back and brings back all these horses with it. And the neighbors say, oh, that's so good. And the farmer kind of says, you know, good or bad, hard to say. Um, and then the next day, the farmer's son jumps on this horse and then he falls off it and breaks his leg. And then the neighbors say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry for you. That's such bad luck. And, you know, the farmer says, good or bad, hard to say. And then uh, eventually some... Uh, some uh, officers come by and they're looking to draft people and their son's, you know, leg is broken. So they just kind of pass on by and uh, he doesn't have to go with them. And then the neighbors say, oh, you know, that's so good. And then the farmer says, good or bad, hard to say. So this is something mm -hmm. that's really influenced me when I've been put in a situation where I think, oh, you know, this isn't... I didn't want it to go this way. I want it to go this way. And then I can take a step back and say, okay, Let's just take a deep breath. Good or bad, hard to say. Let's kind of see how this works out because there's some kind of lesson in there that I probably need to learn. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of something that has really inspired me in learning to let go because I was super, I was, I'm one of those people, I was super controlling when I grew up. I needed to have everything organized and in order. So it's something that I had to learn later on in um, life. And I feel like that parable is something that has really helped me with that. So, yeah, I yeah, love that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that story. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you support others with uh, trusting themselves? With trusting themselves? Yeah. Uh, that is a great question. I feel like when I have people talking with me. I, it's not my job to give them an answer, um, but to mm -hmm. let them talk to talk through it uh, and sit back and listen and be a little bit more Socratic um, and allow them to find their own answers and learn to find that inner answer that they're looking for. I feel like it's not my job to tell somebody to, to do something or take this path that I do more of the, you know, how does that make you feel? And then when they can get in tune with their feelings and then kind of seeing the the good and the bad of it or their interpretation of the good of the bad, um, I get people to think of like a river going by. So when you, when mm -hmm. you get, low, you know, close to a river, it can be really loud and really noisy and it's really strong and really powerful. But you can take a couple of steps back and then kind of let it flow by and so I encourage people to do that with their thoughts when they're thinking or, you know, trying to talk through or learning to trust something, um, to just kind of take a step back and let it flow by and kind of look at it, what they're thinking of from a, a different perspective or stepping back and then being able to, to um, move forward with that, you know, good or bad, hard to say, and learning to... Trust that inner gut feeling. I feel uh -huh. like a lot of us have lost, a lot of us have lost that. We don't spend enough time quietly trusting our or listening to our own gut instincts and our own thoughts. Uh -huh. And uh, so I encourage people to do that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, I am wanting to know what are you thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I love the conversation around trust because it has 
so many layers. And I I like that parable about the it could be bad or could be good. You know, it's hard to say. Uh, that's because we, in reality, we don't know. And when we have that attitude of it could be, or I'm willing to see where this takes me, I'm open to the opportunity of trusting the process. I think that's kind of like trusting the process. And, and for me in my life, trusting the process is also trusting my higher power. So knowing that uh, all I can control is how I respond to whatever situation that I find myself in, whether it's interpreted as a challenge, whether it's interpreted as opportunity. Some people may say positive or negative. I look at everything that comes to me or flows to me as an opportunity. Uh, It may be in the middle of chaos. It may be in the middle of peace. Uh, It could be in any scenario, but the process is the same. Either I'm willing to trust that process, knowing that there's a higher power that has my good, uh, has my back, that I will learn from this process. I will come out with more experience, more empathy, more compassion, more knowledge, more understanding, and being willing to come to that whatever that scenario is trusting that uh, it is for my higher good. And so that requires me to trust my higher power. It requires me to trust the process. Uh, I've lived long enough. I've gone through the process enough times that I have Mm -hmm. come to trust. And uh, I think where, where I still, my willingness is to trust myself and to listen to that still small voice to recognize it coming from my higher power and to go with it and not to hesitate. Because even if I make a choice that, uh, you know, perhaps could have been made in another way, I'm going to learn from that. And uh, everything I learn becomes a part of me and everything I learn goes with me to my next, uh, you know, my next stage of life. So uh, I look at trust in, in those those many ways, trusting the process, trusting for me, God, trusting myself, trusting my um, intuition, you know, all of that kind of works synergistically to give me that attitude that I can process anything if I'm willing, if I'm willing to be open, I'm willing to listen, I'm willing to learn and understand, I'm willing to give myself compassion, I'm willing to give others compassion and empathy. That, that my life will move forward. I will know something I didn't know before that, before that opportunity came into my life. So I just I see trust as um, foundational to our capacity to move forward in this journey that we're all on here on this planet. And so um, it's hard for me to define trust in just one way. Yeah. I, I love that. I think trust is... Trust is the thing that I have to do before anything else to be able to um, step out of my comfort zone, take those risks. I have to trust my growing up. That is something that was not easy for me to do. I would much rather trust someone else and um, be able to uh, blame them if it didn't go right so I didn't have to blame myself. But one thing that I discovered 
was that I trusted God um, or my higher power. I trusted, I trusted him. And when I realized that I trusted him to, to lead me in the right direction and I trusted him to um, be there for me, that was um, there in that I had to be trusting myself as well. And so it was that first place where I was like, oh, okay, I trust myself here. How can I start trusting myself in other areas of my life? So that was kind of like my, my step into seeing that I was capable of trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, has anything come up for you in this discussion? Uh, I no, I love I love that. It's definitely um yeah, something that we need to learn to trust ourselves, um spending time by ourselves and spending time with your, your higher power. Um I feel like when we start doing the comparison game is when we start to feel like when we go outside of ourselves that we start to feel like we're losing control because we're we're looking at something external instead of something internal. Um, mm-hmm. I've shared this story a couple of times. When I traveled around the world by myself for three and a half years, um, somebody said to me, are you worried about being all alone? And then, um, you know, they said to me, the word all alone actually means all one. And so when you can mm-hmm. sit down and sit and learn to be all one with yourself and, and your God, your higher power, then that just solidifies and just strengthens your your trust and your ability to trust yourself um, just in a whole different in a whole different way. And I don't think a lot of people yeah. spend enough time doing that. And you know that's the most important part of my day is five o'clock in the morning when I get up and I spend time with myself, my God, my higher power, and mm-hmm. you know a little bit of that foundation going for the beginning of my day and then I can handle whatever comes at me during that and so I, I don't feel like I'm out of control because I already have that that solid grounding or foundation early in the morning for my day yeah I love that and I love that I, I get up at five o'clock too well between five and six and um, have my morning time and my morning routine as well and I feel like it grounds me. Um, it fills my cup up before, um, you know, uh, I start giving it out to all the different people that I take care of. And, um, and I feel like that is me taking control of something that I can control. Um, because what everyone's going to need during the day or, um, you know, different things that are going to come up, I can't control those. And the only thing that I can control is what I is what I do and how I react. And the best way I can set myself up for that is to have that time in the morning where um, I'm alone and I get to um, do my morning routine and take care of myself. So I love that you brought that up. Mhm. Yes, and I and we can create that that ripple of you know out in your community you know we're a really solid family my husband and I we've always said you know we can't really change the whole world but we can definitely change ourselves and keep ourselves 
grounded and focused and then we can influence those in our smaller circle and have it ripple on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, where are you? Yeah, I I, um, I appreciate that because we really don't, if we're, if we're talking about control, you know, one of the exercises that we have our clients do and I've done myself is we make two columns, you know, what do I control? What do I not control? And when it comes down to what we control, we, we only control ourselves. You know, we can control when we go to bed at night. We can control what we eat. We can control how much exercise we do. We can control how we speak to others. We can control the level of compassion that we have for ourselves and others. You know, we, we can control so much. And like you were just saying, in a family, when you have an agreement and you're willing to um, have a part of your being uh, and the way that you do those, do make those decisions that you have control over can affect have a ripple effect. So first maybe it's just you and then it's your spouse, your significant other, your family, uh, maybe the your church family, maybe your community, maybe sometimes even a larger community if you have opportunities to to, uh, to interact with with larger groups of people within your region or your state. That that ripple effect comes from you as an individual mm-hmm. making choices that uh, where you trust yourself and you're listening to your listening and your understanding. Uh, your purpose and your and your mission, and as you go forth practicing that, you do have an impact. And again, if it's, it's your family, then if you impact your family members to have those same vision and purpose, then they impact others, and and it can really expand. And I mm-hmm. I often think if we could just embed that trust where each person trusted themselves to do good, we could change the planet. And it would it would absolutely eliminate this uh, polarization that's occurred in our country. And kindness could once again rule as, uh, as the way we treat one another. So it can start with us, right? It's that one little light of mine, I will let it shine. You know, I remember singing that song when I was in school. You know, I have this one little light, and I'll let my little light shine, and that little light can then light other lights until, you know, it becomes a, a bright light that guides others to um, to trusting themselves and trusting the process. And, and, again, not comparing yourself to others, not being in competition with others, but being in, um, you know, in, in the synergy of, of love and, and kindness, which is, you know, to me, that was our purpose to come here to the earth for our journey anyway, but it's just gotten so skewed. And, and yet we do have control over how we and how our control of our own uh, decisions and choices can make a difference. Like you said, that ripple effect. Yeah. And I think the more we Mm -hmm. trust ourselves, the less, the less that there's this need to control because we trust ourselves. We trust that we can handle what's going to happen, whatever that is. And we don't feel this need to control everything that's going on around us. And I think that that, if you find yourself being 
you know, in need of this control, um, you know, it's a time to reflect and go, okay, where am I not trusting myself? And, um, and let that be, you know, a point to start so that you can start to trust yourself more and, um, and be able to let go of control of that aspect of our lives. Anne? Yeah, I love that. I love that you, you brought up about that needing to control and you, we, we, we need to release that need to control. Um, one of my most mm-hmm. favorite things that I've always even used with my kids when they're little is to say bless and release because you can, once you start forcing and, and trying to make others do things that work for you, it, it uh, just, it does, it, it kind of creates that, that chaos and to release that need to control what other people are doing because you're so ground, grounded and focused on yourself is, is huge. My, uh, I, I, I grew up with my great grandparents. And one of my, my, my bubber, I called her, one of her biggest things was she, she always worried about us and what they were doing. And then she figured out that she doesn't have to worry about it anymore because everyone's going to do what they want to do. And the majority of the time it works out great. <laughs> so she, she kind of stopped you know, giving the advice and everything and, and sitting there and, and listening and not worrying so much about control because, you know, we are, you can, just like you said, we need to give up that control to, and, focus on us so we can be better people so we can be better around the people we're around and influence that way and just create that better community around you by being the mm-hmm. example and how it's done that's typically what I will do I, I lead by example and I do the things that are good for me and then I share that hoping that it will show people that they can do that for themselves um, yeah. when they're ready to yeah I think that we don't realize how much we're watched and when we're, especially when we're, well, I don't know if it's especially, but um, when we're, when we're practicing setting that example, like our children are watching us, our friends are watching us, our communities are watching us and they, they see and are affected by the things that we are practicing ourselves. And it's, you know, and sometimes we get to see the, we get to see the fruits of that and sometimes we don't, but um, they are watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it always feels like a, a big responsibility when I think of that with my children um, because what example do I want to give them? And who do I want them to see? You know, I want them to see the real me, and I want them to see that um, that I am doing these things, that I am practicing these things. I'm not just saying them and not doing them. And um, so that kind of um, holds my feet to the fire to be accountable to myself and really mm-hmm. – um, live these things that I share. Terry, Anne, 
<laughs> That's funny. My mom's middle name is Anne, so it sounded like I was saying Terry Ann, <laughs> but I was actually referring to either of you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we've really um all <clears throat> excuse me, all of us in kind of a a different way have said how important it is for us to take the opportunity to uh live true to ourselves and true to our natures and to trust ourselves to to do that whether it's as a parent as a, a partner as a um you know a community member whatever whatever position we find ourselves in having the courage to be true to ourselves and trust ourselves which sometimes means speak, speaking up when it may um you know, not be the popular thing to say because we we really want to trust our own values and our own purpose. And again, with love and and kindness and empathy and compassion, we can we can uh, say what's our tr- what is our truth and trust our truth um, when we're we're taking that courage to be true to ourselves, which to me is trusting yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, ladies, we are almost done. This conversation has gone by so quickly. I have loved having you here, and and I would love to give you a moment to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they would like to learn more about what it is that you do or share if you have anything coming up that they may be able to participate in. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I would love to. So my website is... um, Anne, A-N-N-E, Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, and then Carr, C-A-R-R. So AnneRachelCarr.com. I have a lot of fun stuff on there. Um, I didn't really touch on I'm a martial artist, and, you know, I I offer, you know, kind of some self-defense classes and show people how to learn to trust yourself in in certain situations as well. Um, You know, and I have uh, some goal-setting booklets and talk a little bit about my company and things like that. So I'm I'm very accessible on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And like I said, I just love inspiring people in in so many different ways. And I really encourage people to spend some time, however that works for you. Only you know what you need for yourself. Um, So I encourage you to spend that time or find that time of the day or the time of the night, whatever works for you to kind of quiet yourself down and give yourself some grace and spend some time with yourself and and your higher power and and learn or, you know, learn how to listen to that inner voice and trust your path and trust your journey and, uh, and bless and release that that is not working for you. Yeah, love that. Thank you, thank you. And go check her out. She is a rock star of a lady, always inspiring me. So I um, I encourage you to go do that also. And feel free to post about it in the Facebook group so that our listeners can have an easy one-click way of getting there. And um, we would love for you to do that as well. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for having me on here. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm very honored to be on here. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. We want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, 
please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org, and you can find uh, past episodes of the podcast there. You can find um, information on the workshops that we have coming up on our 12-month program, Stepping Towards Freedom. And there's fun pictures there, too, all kinds of stuff for you to go check out. Um, also, you can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, go join. Um, we have de- daily inspiration that we put out there for you uh, to support you in learning more about trust this month and um, getting uh, getting into that groove of thinking about trust and how it can support you. Um, to let you know, we have a workshop this week on the 13th, on Wednesday the 13th at 5.30 Pacific. It's one hour and complimentary, so just one hour of your time, and um, you'll get to learn about a symptom of expectations called silent contrast. So it is definitely a eye-opener. Uh, get you uh, get, get your awareness up to see how we all have silent contracts. There's um, someone who has one with us, and we have someone with someone else. So come come listen up about the silent contracts, and we'll also be giving you a tool to take away to support you and letting those silent contracts go. So, and again, thank you so much for being on with us tonight. And until next week, everybody. <laughs> Be fearless. Thank you. Thank you, man. Bye. Thank you.